Welcome, everyone, to episode 43 of Below 500. 43 episodes. We are nine weeks away from one year of this podcast. And it only took 43 episodes for me to run off my other co-hosts, Hunter and Wiz, as I will be doing this episode all by myself. Just kidding, though. Hunter is in the middle of moving, and Wiz is under the weather this week. So I will be taking on this episode solo. That being said, welcome to episode 43. opportunity for me to air some things out get some things off of my chest but that is not what I'm gonna do this episode I'm gonna keep it civil keep it light keep it mature discuss some breaking news and some happenings I was off last last week's episode so I will clear the air on some topics that were discussed without me, such as the Super Bowl. I did not get to cover or give my takes on the Super Bowl. <clears throat> the Rams won, which I believe I predicted. I actually believe, if I'm not mistaken, I predicted them as my preseason winners I don't know, I'm not going to go back and look for the document but I do believe and I will say now with confidence that way back in August during preseason predictions I predicted the Rams as Super Bowl champions for the season they did however not cover the spread so I will be owing winner booze shots for that once my co-hosts return but I said, I said I wasn't going to air anything out. I may have lied. On my last time on this podcast, I issued a very public and very formal apology to the Cincinnati Bengals organization. I would like to retract that apology once and for all. I said that I was too hard on them for how they handled... Joe Burrow and his situation coming off of injury. I was very outspoken in the fact that I felt like they did not do enough to protect him, being their franchise quarterback. I did not think that they built up that offensive line around him enough. And then Jamar Chase balled out, rookie of the year, top five wide receiver in the league already. And tried to be the bigger person own up to my mistake and then everybody in America saw during the Super Bowl Joe Burrow writhing in pain on the ground in the third quarter and having to come out of the game with what everyone thought was going to be a very serious knee injury to his other knee I still am 
100% convinced that he will be having knee surgery this offseason if he hasn't yet already because organizations in the media are very good about keeping those offseason type things under wraps. I remember uh, back in an OKC Thunder offseason, it didn't come out until like halfway through the uh, offseason that Russell Westbrook had a surgery like literally two days after the season ended. But anyways, um, he took a gruesome hit, his knee twisted, his opposite knee from the one he injured last year. Um, I know that every Cincinnati Bengals fan's heart just went through the floor. And I would be lying if there wasn't a, a brief moment of, I told you so. I was never happy or glad see that happen but if I'm Joe Burrow and the Bengals do not go out of their way and above and beyond to bolster their offensive line this season I'm going to have serious issues with that organization I understand that if I'm Joe Burrow me and Jamar Chase are best friends we played college ball together. That connection is very strong. But my connection with my wide receivers does not outweigh my willingness to walk when I'm 50. So the eyes are on the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I uh, retract my apology officially, and I will wait to see w- what they do in this offseason to see how I will move forward with my stance. That being said, there's not a lot of NFL to talk about this week. This episode in general will be fairly short and sweet. I'll just cover some things that are on my mind and then wrap it up. Uh, Let's see. NBA. Some more things I didn't get to cover on last episode. Um, One of the reasons that I missed last episode was because I was given free Thunder tickets to go see the Thunder and the Spurs. Um... I got free tickets in, I believe, January to Thunder versus Nuggets, which was a great game. Um, Thunder, Nuggets pulled away late. Thunder brought it all the way down to like the final minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I had very high hopes for the Thunder Spurs game. Spurs are only a spotter, were at the time only a couple spots, I believe, ahead in the uh, Western Conference standings. The Thunder were hot. The Thunder had just beat the Knicks in overtime. Uh, Josh Giddy balling out with like a 30-point triple-double. So I was very excited for this matchup, very excited to see Josh Giddy. Um, also, a little local knowledge at this game, Lindy Waters the third got his first playing time for the Thunder after the trade deadline. Um, Lindy Waters the third, a OSU Oklahoma State University graduate, a little bit of a local hometown hero. He came out and went two for two on his only two shots of the night. The final score of the game was one fourteen to one oh six. It was not as close as it looked. It was one of the only professional sporting events I've ever left early. We left me and my wife left beginning of the fourth quarter because I think in like 
three consecutive minutes of playing time, I don't think I saw the Thunder make an offensive basket or get a rebound on either side of the floor. It was absolutely sickening to watch. I understand it's a rebuild and that this team is extremely young. I am fairly young and there are only two players on the Thunder's roster younger, older, I mean, than myself. But this is still professional basketball and I want to see the ball go in the hoop. And it definitely was deflating to see, but fingers crossed for a good draft pick. Speaking of draft picks, um, rumors coming out that LeBron is all but dead set on playing with his son, Bronny Jr., once he's drafted. And so now the, kind of the sentiment around the association is that whoever lands that number one pick for Bronny Jr. has a, a more than fair shot to land LeBron as well. So, that being said, all eyes here are on Sam Presti and the Thunder going 0-82, whatever year that is. And about the only other thing NBA-related, other than the All-Star weekend, which I honestly thought was horrific. The game bores me. I mean, the NBA All-Star game is approaching like NFL Pro Bowl levels of unwatchability. It it blows my mind. I remember being a kid, like the All-Star game and just the idea of All-Star weekend used to be like one of the highlights of the entire season. I mean, like you grow up and all you, all you care about in the NBA is names like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and Kevin Durant. And you put like all those players on the court for one night. Like that is a marquee matchup for a 10, 11, 12 teenager. Um, but I just feel like as the game, like as it's gone on, like the players, I won't say the players don't care, but like, there's so much money involved. The players aren't going to risk anything over a game that literally does not matter. So, I mean, you get no defense. The players are just out there for the fun of it. And it, there's just no, like, there's no competition. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand a better way to put it. But this year at All-Star Weekend, the NBA unveiled their 75th anniversary team, which I looked at. And I didn't have a ton of like issues with. I didn't feel like there was a ton of snubs. Where I did see some issues arise was the NBA released the team, uh, but the NBA did not rank their team. ESPN took it upon themselves to rank the NBA's 75th anniversary team, and the one that stuck out most, which I think probably stuck out to the rest of y'all, was. The top, Kobe Bryant did not crack the top three. Nor did Kobe Bryant crack the top five. ESPN, in the list of all-time greatest NBA players, listed on the uh, NBA's 75th anniversary team, ranked Kobe Bryant as the 10th greatest basketball player, putting him under 
players such as pulling out this document, putting him just above Shaq and underneath players like Oscar Robinson, Robertson, Robertson, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Kareem, LeBron, and Michael Jordan. In my opinion, and I think the opinion of most people my age, Kobe's three. In, in any real basketball players list, Kobe's three. And I, I dare you to find somebody that doesn't have Kobe in the top five. For the longest time, he was my two. And then LeBron got his ring in Cleveland over the Warriors. And that was kind of the moment that I seeded to, if, if not one, to LeBron. I, I, I am more in the camp of LeBron and Jordan being a 1A and 1B situation. I hate the LeBron versus Jordan argument, personally. And then Kareem at three... I, I guess, like, the points thing, I can kind of, I can see where they were coming from, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, I mean, six championships, six MVPs, all-time scoring leader. I, I get it. I just think Kobe meant way more, changed the game more. Magic Johnson over Kobe Bryant to me is just absolutely unreal. I, I, I just don't see any argument for it. Um, trying to get into some stats here. Because they have Magic Johnson at 19.6 points per game over, it looked like, about 14 or 15 seasons. Uh, yeah, uh, no. What? Yeah, Matt, no. Okay, 12 seasons. 13. 13 seasons, 19 and a half points per game. Kobe Bryant played 20 seasons, I believe, with the Lakers and averaged 25 points a game over the stretch of a, not 20, um, no, yeah, 20 years. 20-year career, 25 points per game. Um, and I want to say, how many rings? Five rings. I mean, it's unreal to have to, to let Kobe slide to 10. I, I just, I can't possibly see the justification for it. Um, there are also people upset about Russell Westbrook making the top 75 list. That's another that's another stance that I just don't see justifiable. I mean, you're looking at the only person other than Oscar Robertson who you had at 8 if you're if you're ESPN. The only other person to average a triple-double over a season, and Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double over 3 consecutive seasons. Russell Westbrook holds almost every single triple-double related record. And of course, You'll hear the stat padding argument, which 
I don't think there's any justification for. But they had him at 68. I think he definitely could have been higher, especially if you're putting Oscar Robertson at 8. I think that, I mean, Oscar, any hype that you give Oscar Robertson kind of sets the precedent for, like, any hype or credit that you then have to give to Russell Westbrook. So him at eight, I think, warrants what Russell Westbrook being a little bit higher. But I'm not going to gripe. I'm just glad he's on there because I know how much hate that he gets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, All-Star Weekend was a dud. The dunk contest was an absolute snooze fest. That uh, Games have not resumed yet. The Thunder... The Thunder looked pitiful. They they lost six of their last seven going into All-Star Weekend. So at this point, I'm just fingers crossed for a better for a better lottery result than last year. Give me, give me a number one pick. Give me something to be excited about. I haven't gotten to be excited about the Thunder in like three years. Uh, moving on, we actually do have MLB lockout news. Uh, no real updates. Um, the owners have basically come out and told the players organization that or the players union they will not budge and meet basically any demands so now max scherzer and garrett cole are both getting involved um the spotlight's kind of on max scherzer because stephen cohen majority owner of the mets who max scherzer currently plays for is one of like kind of the head head honchos involved on the owner's side in the negotiations so max scherzer uh, got involved here recently in the negotiations and it was reported by the associated press on twitter in a tweet that drew a lot of controversy um, the ap press uh, the associated press made sure in their tweet um, stating that scherzer and cole were joining uh, the players union for negotiations um, they made sure to make let everyone know that they were negotiating for higher minimum salaries, which is great because, I mean, if you know anything about baseball, like a lot of the Major League Baseball guys, um, they're kind of like two-way players. The bottom-tier guys are like two-way players between the MLB and the minors. And I believe uh, this collective bargaining agreement would extend to minor league baseball as well. I'm not 100% sure. But... Um, between those bottom tier guys and the minor league guys, higher minimum payment or higher minimum salaries is something that's been desperately needed for a long time. When you really calculate the practice, the travel, the games, the workouts into it, I mean, like you legit have like minor league guys that make minimum wage, minimum wage to play 162 baseball games a year. But the Associated Press wanted to make sure everybody knew that Max Scherzer was negotiating for higher minimum salaries and arrived to that meeting in a Porsche. Who cares? Max Scherzer, the best pitcher in baseball. Well, Max Scherzer is a top three pitcher in baseball. He makes, I can't even remember what his contract is, but I want to say it's like 200000 per game which he's a pitcher, so he pitches every fifth game, but still. Just an astronomical amount of money. Like, what did you expect him to pull up to that negotiation in? 
Like, I mean, were you were you expecting a Chrysler town and country? What do you think Stephen Cohen pulled up to the negotiation in? Stephen Cohen's worth $11.8 billion. I saw this. Um, Max Scherzer could have pulled up with an escort of 9,999 Porsches of the model that he had, which is worth about $82,000. He could have pulled up with just shy of 10,000 of those Porsches in a parade down the street and not and that not totaled out to a billion dollars and that that if if i were to be doing a stop that shit segment this week it would be on the associated press calling out scherzer and his porsche i i just don't i don't understand it it didn't need to be done it it adds nothing to the story other than pure pettiness um but that being said, I mean, I told y'all short and sweet, we're 20 minutes in, and I have just about knocked out all of the relevant sport happenings this week. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any personal life updates for y'all. Um, I'll throw, since I'm recording this on two, uh, Wednesday, February 23rd, I'll throw in a second stop that shit that just came back to my head. Um, the people who hyped up Tuesday yesterday for 2-2-2-2-2, two, 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 please stop that shit. Your life was the exact same yesterday as it was the day before, and it is today. Please spare me on telling me the spiritual or universal significance of the date being 2-2-2-2-2 on a Tuesday and how the the energies that that day brought are going to help you manifest or harness your vibrations. Just go to work. And if you don't, if you can't go to work, go get a job. That that's the type of things that people without jobs say. So get a job, and stop talking to me about numbers that don't mean anything. Um, what else? I had another thing that I really wanted to bring up this episode, but I cannot for the life of me remember. I don't know. Hopefully I'll remember it next week when my co-hosts return. Uh, what else? Um, little bit of highs and lows. Uh, hi. I, me and my wife, just this past week, booked a trip to Las Vegas. Some of our closer listeners um, already know that. But... Uh, Yes, booked a trip to Las Vegas for the end of April, which will be, that'll actually be right around the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Hunter is currently on the fence about going, so if you're a below 500 listener, I need you to reach out to Hunter and bully him into going to Vegas with me and some of our other friends, because we do have other mutual friends that will be there. Shout out, Daniel. Um... We will be going for 
the in well, we're going the NFL draft is going on while we're there. I'm not really going for that. I will not be attending the draft. The Patriots have like the 21st overall pick, so I'm not going to waste my time and money to go watch the 21st overall draft pick. Um, but I've never been to Vegas, and me and my wife have been planning a Vegas trip for a long time. And NFL draft weekend and a bunch of our friends going down there was a good enough reason for us to splurge. Splurge on a little weekend getaway. Um, so yes, uh, I need you guys to bully Hunter into pulling the trigger and going to Vegas with me. Um, you can try and peer pressure Wiz too, but I think that one's kind of a lost cause. Um, that Oh, I had another rant. This is really late in the episode. I didn't know if I was going to get into this or not. But um, I shouted out Yellowstone on my last episode that I was on with Hunter and this week I will shout out that over the past two weeks that I haven't been with y'all I have been digging deep into uh, season two of Love is Blind on Netflix I would imagine most of the listeners are familiar with this show it is like a top five show on Netflix Um, that being said uh, this season started off very shaky, but it's definitely started. I'm on episode. I just finished episode seven, so please, if you reach out with comments, do not spoil it, because I don't know when I will get to finish it. However, that being said, a couple things that stuck out to me. Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler! If you don't watch the show or are not caught up to episode seven with me, um. I said, like, literally straight out the gate, episode one, I sent a text in a group chat that Shane was, like, red flag city, and I couldn't stand him, and I just didn't possibly see how any anybody could, like, vibe with him, and just, he just was really grinding my gears. But then, like, episode six and episode seven, he came, like, full circle, full swing, like, top of my list. Um, Shana not to be confused with Shane, who was a love interest at one point of Shane's, Shayna can kick rocks. She comes in to the pods. If you know the show, you'll know the setup and what I'm talking about. Shayna want to come in the pods and be the loud, outspoken, talking about none of, none of these girls in these pods can compare to me. Like, I'm a blonde with big tits and great personality and then even like the producers on the show quarter they're like yeah but they can't see you and that just like really stopped her in her tracks but she goes in the pod like from day one being super sexual super flirty just talking about just freaky shit and uh then lo and behold shane who was her number one guy picks another girl and so now she's left with her number two option, Kyle, who's an atheist. And now all of a sudden, that's not going to work because she's super spiritual and holy and raised Christian. And God's the most important thing in her life. When literally two episodes before, she was in a pod with a different dude telling him that she needs a partner that can match her sexually because she likes to do it like six times a day. And one of her favorite things is to like do it in public and all this stuff, but then that dude cuts her off, 
and now God's her top priority and nothing's coming between her and God. But yet she still accepts the atheist's proposal and then dumps him a week later and then goes back to Shane and tries to call his relationship a fraud and a fake and she can tell that it's it's just not going to work out between him and his girl. And this is where Shane come full circle for me. When Shane straight up called her out and just basically told her that that wasn't a conversation he was having, which would seem something way more mature than Shane would ever do, Shane won me over. And I completely lost all hope for Shane at the same time in those moments. Um, that's like a way more in-depth analysis, though, than a lot of you probably cared to get. But the ones who get it, get it. And... I've, uh, they will care to know to hear that that being said um, that I hit my high for the week being my Vegas trip um, but the only thing I got left uh, the low is Oklahoma City got about a half an inch of just straight ice today like if you look outside my front door right now it looks like beautiful snow covered yard it's not it's straight up ice and work did not shut down cancel close early nothing they they said you're gonna be here you're gonna get these full 10 hours and so i had to turn the four-wheel drive on and risk my life coming back home tonight after everybody else like in the entire city got off by noon um it's supposed to ice even more tonight and no word from work on closing down starting late going home early so fingers crossed and pray for me by the time this comes out pray pray that i made it to work on thursday morning safe and alive but that being said 30 minutes was my goal and here we are right at 30 minutes so that will conclude episode 43, the first ever solo episode of Below 500. I am your host, Gooch. You know that you can find all of our socials at Below500Pod on all social media platforms. Um, listen to us on, not Pandora, I almost said Pandora, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, um, and what this will not this episode will not be on YouTube. I did not want to trouble y'all with putting just thirty minutes worth of my face on YouTube. Uh, merch at below five hundred pod.com merch store, as you guys already know. And stay tuned next week for the return of my co-hosts. Thank you guys. As always, Below 500 is brought to you by Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android that gathers web articles on trending topics at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. Newsly has made the web listenable. You can browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing the ones that you like or play them all at once. Uh, why keep reading when you can relax and have someone else read to you? 
They don't only have articles, though. Our podcast, Below 500, as well as many others, are hosted on their website as well. Newsly is available in the App Store and Play Store. You can also download it straight from their website. And if you use our code B500, you get one month free premium subscription. Again, www.newsly.me and promo code B500 will get you one month free premium subscription on the Newsly app. The link to that will be in the description of this episode.